T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. All right, Clint Sterner is out today, but we're going to still hold down Clint Sterner's Football at Four. And people, I mean, they're running around here getting this thing ready as uh, the gates are open. They're, they're opening now at four. It is 402, so the gates are open, and we're seeing people filing in here as uh, as a uh, a great bowl game one of the best bowl games out there the tax act texas bowl old miss out of the sec taking on uh, texas tech out of the big 12 should be a good crowd and if you're coming in stop by we're at the bud light plaza and uh we're in uh, we're enjoying ourselves here you can come by and say hello um uh, don't do anything crazy the boss is here so let's hey calm down so we don't need to do any anything nuts but uh uh, but uh, yeah, come that's on what by. you would do on Bourbon Street. Yeah, 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 or Bill Street. Yeah, it gets that too. It gets, it gets cracking there. All right, um, it, it, it's uh, it's four oh three, and I've come to a point of should I bet Clint Sterner? No, the question my, isn't should; it's will, because you definitely should. That part is. Unanimous. I got uh, the game. Will you? The, the game starts at twenty-seven minutes. I, yeah. I, I got Clint right about texting him now. You definitely should. Should I bet? Should I bet? Clint Sterner. What's the line in the game? If it's less than eight points and you don't bet, you should be disowned. I, and listen, I'm gonna bet him. You're gonna bet him. I'm gonna bet him, and I don't. I don't need the line. I'm gonna bet him straight up for the win. Straight up. Yeah. Straight you don't up want for the, the points. Win. I, I don't give want you the point. points. Yeah, I don't want the points. Kansas. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread, and you did all this pontificating? Listen, I just don't I'm like, so the, I don't like the matchup. Bro. I don't like I'm the so, matchup. You, they shouldn't have ever told me that. I don't like the matchup. But you're going to bet, so make the bet but real. Bet. Now make I'm it real bet. now. I'll make, make I'll it make real now. Bet. What's the bet going to be? About a little tequila. I know Clint He's is a, a big fan of tequila. I know te- Clint is a fan of tequila. I'll make, I'll make a, a, a bet of tequila. I, I'm starting to feel the tequila as well. So we can we can come up with a a, a drink. I know the perfect Clint. tequila for you, Michael Jordan. I know your favorite player. Right your, now fav- you're your, just your favorite Jordan. your favorite basketball player of all time. He has a tequila. I what believe tequila? it's called Centrion or Centron. Let me get a price on that. You might not want to see the price. It's the oh, okay, same man. price as his shoes. Because I was thinking. Yeah, it's, about, it's pretty close. I was leaning, towards, I was leaning towards that 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 tequila that the Rock has. I was leaning towards that. Maybe I think Shannon Sharp has a tequila out. I was <sighs> leaning maybe towards. I wanted you to get Jordan because I know that's your favorite player. Well, I don't want to, no, you know, I, right behind LeBron. LeBron has a tequila. LeBron does, does have a tequila. What's How about called? that? 
I'm, I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm texting. I'm texting him right now. Let's make it tequila. Sincoro. That's that is Jordan's tequila, and it's. I, I see it for. $145. Yeah, that's $145. But I got to tell you, this is some great tequila, man. You can, you can use this tequila to make an old-fashioned. Normally, you don't use tequila for an old-fashioned, but you use that to substitute, and it's amazing. I had I made a a mule with tequila. It was good. Oh, it was it was beautiful. I just texted him, let's make a tequila bet. I love it. I'm making it right now. I'm proud of I, I, I'm making a bet with him. I'm proud Straight of up. I don't want the points. I don't want the points. Uh, it's someone, only two and a half. It's like, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it was a lot. It's a field goal, bro. LeBron's tequila is called Lobos. Lobos, Lobos, that's right. Can I get a price on that, Jake? Uh, it's <laughs> probably going to be 146 Probably with LeBron. Just one more. LeBron, just give me one more. <laughs> just one more. One more. So I'll make the bet as uh, the Liberty Bowl gets started at 430, Kansas, Arkansas, me and Clint have a bet uh, if he accepts. Um, I've texted him. If he does not accept by 430, the bet's off. Um, so, uh, so if he doesn't see his phone, <laughs> is that what no, we're doing? I'll just, I'll just what are we doing? If he doesn't take the bet, though, then you can clown him and say he was scared. Yeah, no, nah, he gonna you gotta throw it the, out you know, there. Clint gonna take the bet. So Lobo starts what is at fifty five and goes up to one fifty. All right, yeah, we can get in the middle of that. Yeah, we can go. We, we get in there. So you gonna do the Lobos? Or you gonna do the? I'm going Lobos. That's right. Here, okay. oh, Clint's already hit it back. Ask him what he wants. I'm in. Okay, he's you in. Call, there you go. You call the price point. Hundred buck fifty. Hundred. That sounds good. Come down here, man. I ain't got that. I ain't got that twelve year. NFL money like you guys. We, we live in the same neighborhood. What are we talking <laughs> I live about? Live in a different though, portion of it. All right, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I, I do want to get to this. Is the bet is on? We just, we did just hit it right now. Clint, in, I'm in. Hundred bucks. We put a hundred dollar tequila on the line. I'm proud of you. And I'll go out and buy that as soon as the show is over. Um, no, no belief in your team. No, I'm at just all. saying. I, I, I'm just playing, man. No, man, we good. We yeah, good. Have some faith. Stop the run. It's pretty tough. Should the Texans continue this two quarterback system? It, it, like it, it, it worked. The, like they surprised course. the Cowboys with it. It worked. The Chiefs, they just need to throw that stuff in the trash. That just that that was not working. Second half, but then in the last game, I thought it was important that they allowed Jeff Driscoll to pass the ball more right. to, to 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 actually make it look like they were they were going to do something different. And so uh, it wasn't so run heavy when he comes in. Do you think this is something that they need to continue or they need to just hand this thing to Davis Mills? So this is my thing. Ever since they've gone to the two-quarterback system, Davis Mills has looked like a better quarterback. And so just from that simple fact alone, all the pressure not being on his back, he's played better. So even though it hasn't been as effective as week one, as it, you know, week three and four hasn't been the same way as it was week one, I want to stick with it because Davis Mills is playing better. He's yeah. making throws. He's on he's time. Playing he's better playing better, right? Yeah, he's that's com- he, you know he he knows it ain't all on his shoulder. Now he every now and again he does a play. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? What are you thinking? And, and he likes you know, to do it. Let's protect the, the football. Zone, he, like right before you're going to score, we're going to fumble the ball into the end zone. It's <laughs> how we drew it up. Action. But but he's looked like a competent quarterback since they've gone to that two-quarterback system. Even though Driscoll's part of it hasn't been as effective as it was week one, I want them to stick with it because, to me, I think, for whatever reasons, it's giving them the best chance to win. And someone would say, like, well, why would you want them to win? Uh, I mean, I'm the type of person. You can't think that way. I can't look at it like, you know, hey, let's 
let's lose so that we can get the pick. I think fortunately for the Texans, I think the Bears are going to win a game. I think they can easily, not easily, but I think they're going to beat the Lions this week. Justin Fields is just, he's getting better and better. And so I just think they're going to win a game, so it's not going to matter that the Texans win this game if they were to win it. But I want this, I want, I want them to, they're going to put the best foot forward and try to go out there and get a W. I think the two-quarterback system puts the best foot forward for them. I think if you just put it all on Davis Mills, I think his propensity to turn the ball over goes up. I think his propensity to hesitate and not be on time and deliver, that's what we've seen this season out of Davis Mills. When he was the guy and the only guy, he played a certain way. Since they've gone to the two-quarterback system, he's played better. So for that reason, let's, let's stick with the two-quarterback I system. I think the point that you made about Davis, it's the best that Davis has played. Yeah. And and it's not just the best that Davis has played. It's the best that Pep, Pep Hamilton has been for some reason. It, it is best the offense has been, but Pep Hamilton has been more creative in it. And I, for some reason, except for, I'd say, the second half of the, of the Kansas City game where they were not confused. It is. St- it's still. It's throwing teams off in some form or fashion, and never has. You know, there, there's one of those cliches that you hear in football all the time. Oh, you know, show them something. So they have to work on it mm-hmm. in practice and mm-hmm. look at. Mm-hmm. I, I think there is something to that with this because yeah. you. I mean, the Texans are committing to it against the Cowboys. Uh, 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 Jeff Driscoll, aka JD, aka Driscoll Cat, aka Jeff. Wild Jeff, I aka was called Drizzy Cat, a, aka he hadn't deserved to get Drizzy Cat. We okay. tried, but he hadn't done anything to deserve Drizzy Cat because that's that, that's the the dopest of them all. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I like but, that one. Drizzy Cat. But he 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 got half the snaps against the Cowboys, so it wasn't just a a, a gimmick every so often thing. Right. And then they're doing. He threw it eight times in the last game, so I think we've seen the best out of everybody including the most creativity creativity of Pep. And Pep and Davis Mills have been the two most maligned people on that offense. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think you have to stop it. Now, I am waiting to see, and Lord, come on, Pep, I am waiting to see more wrinkles off of this, this stuff. And we've seen a little bit. They threw the ball to Driscoll one time, which is a wrinkle. But, I mean, there should be something off of what they're doing. But I don't think they should should stop that because it's the most success they've had on offense in all of those guys. thousand percent. And I tell you what, man, you mentioned Pep Hamilton. You talk about the fact that he's been more creative. I feel like early on in the year he was trying to do things to protect Davis Mills and, and maybe that that kind of slowed down Mills' um, progression. They were trying to protect the guy. Now they're not trying to protect him anymore. It's like, hey – if you don't play well, we'll play the other guy. We've gotten to the point that yeah. you've been benched and come back. So now we, I think it's opened up Pip Hamilton to be more creative with what he's doing. Now, does that mean going forward that's going to translate to him being here? I don't think so. But I, but, I, but I feel like a lot of the issues with Pep Hamilton was because Pep Hamilton was trying to do things to protect Davis Mills. And you've seen it out of Davis Mills. He will do things that you're like, what the hell are you doing? Like, don't do that. He would do some things, he where, he do some things that, that where he felt like he needed the protection. So, you know, it's, it's chicken and the egg theory. But I think either way you go, going forward, you know, Davis Mills, I don't think is going to be the quarterback next year. And I don't think that Pep Helms is going to be the offensive coordinator. In the meantime, have fun with it. Go out there and do what you do. Be creative. Be aggressive because you have nothing to lose. I think that's also playing into why the Texans are playing better because they have nothing to lose. 
they're not protecting anybody. Everybody's out there just going out there and trying to be productive and play and not worrying about making mistakes, and I think that's translating to them playing better as a team. I hear you. I hear you. They, as they get ready to play the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm in agreement with you. They need to continue playing both Driscoll and Davis Mills. All right. Uh, other news around the NFL, a big one. Uh, Tua is in concussion protocol again for, as we said yesterday, uh, I'm a big spades player, uh, two and a push, mm. uh, two and a half times uh, he's been in the protocol. Um, listen, I don't know where you stand, uh, but to me, Tua should not play another down to me this year. Uh, I, I, that's my opinion. They got two more left, and I understand that the Dolphins are in a big playoff race, and I understand some people may think, well, if he's healthy, I don't know, man. He's had three to me, three concussions, and one when we saw the when we saw the, the fencing with the hands and everything like that, and how scary that was, uh, and that's coming right off of the the week before where they're trying to tell us it was his lower back, but we ain't fools. Uh, that that was a head issue, and I saw the hit, and I saw him get up and continue to go. I saw his head bounce off. I just man, I I, I don't I don't. If we see him, if he gets a fourth, I mean third third is enough. In that short period of time, if he ends up getting a fourth one, man, uh, that that's a scary thing. I, I honestly think they need to shut him down the rest of the way. I thousand percent agree that with that, man. I, I feel like you notice when T- Tua gets tackled, he he gets whipped around and slung yep. around, and that whipping motion a lot of times is a con- concussion causer. Like that's that's how it happens. Not necessarily the, the banging on the ground, but he's having the banging on the ground and the whipping motion. Just because he's so light and guys are just slinging him around, you have back-to-back concussions like that, man. And it's the reason why Troy Aikman retired. It's the reason why a lot of guys have stepped away from the game. Um, Luke Keekley, like there's yep. guys that have been really good but stepped away from the game. They need to shut down Tua for the for the rest of this season. Give him time to recover, and hopefully next season he'll be able to move forward and not have some of the same issues. It's definitely got to be a concern if you're a, if you're a Dolphins fan, because Tua, when he's good, he's damn good. You look at the stats in the game. He was he was uh where did I had the stats just in front of me. He was he had three touchdowns. Hold on, hold on. I just had that it. second half oh, got away. He was from nine for twelve for two hundred twenty nine yards and a touchdown, zero picks in the first half. Right after he had the the, the hit, yeah. hit, he throws three picks, and it's, these are bad picks. There were picks just like. When, and, and Texans fans will remember this. When Hoyer came back from his concussion too soon in the playoff game, I think it was against the Chiefs, he threw like was it five picks or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Like you could tell he wasn't right. Tua wasn't right. Nobody picked up on it. As a league, as an organization, you got to know, hey, we got to shut guys down. No, yeah. And, I, and I think Tua needs to be shut down this is three for his own close. good because it's too close together. And, and he's definitely not playing this week right, right way. He, he shouldn't play for the rest of the year. And but right damn now, sure not this week. the last I heard was uh, Daniel was saying, like, yeah, you know, he's feeling better today. I've seen reports, even, yeah, see even reports that Teddy's in line to start, but they have not ruled Right, they haven't him ruled him out. And so, to me, just oh my. I, think he sh- I think he should be done. I think he I, should I'm be done. You. And even though he's not – done i think as an organization the dolphins need to say you know we need to step in for two because two is going to want to play he's going to try to play he's a, he's a competitor he's going to want to go out there for his team when, he's, the, when he's on 
that offense is one of the most explosive offenses in the league. And it's, um, and it's a bad combination because they they didn't win any games when he got when he when he was out for the concussion. They lost right. all those games. The backup quarterback he was an gave MVP, him nothing. He was an MVP candidate up until these last several games where they lost games, and they need to win these games to get in. Right? They got they have to win these games, so you know. Tua and some of the folks in the organization are going to push the envelope to get him out there. But this is my thing. Even if you take the human element out of it of trying to protect a guy, when Tua has a concussion, he does not play good football. So it, even you trying to rush him out there, it's, not, it's just like Brian Hoyer here was, they shouldn't have rushed him out there because he wasn't going to be himself out there. So just shut him down. There's, there's no, I'm not seeing the reward for it. I'm not seeing the benefit of putting him out there. Because I don't think if you have three concussions in such a short time period that you're going to be yourself out there. So that means he's going to be throwing picks like he was throwing in the second half of the game. And that's why they lost. So I just I I think you shut him down and and hope for the best going forward next season. All right. uh, That's Wade Smith in for Clint Stern and Ron. Nashil Hughley here as the drive is live at NRG getting ready for the Tax Act. Texas Bowl coming up. We saw an amazing, one of the best performances that we've ever seen in, uh, in, in sports, really, to be honest with you, last night. And it got me to thinking about <laughs> a question between two great players that uh, I think we have to address coming up next. But before we get to that, guys, I know the holiday season, at least in terms of Christmas, has passed. But still, still, it is time where you can get your loved ones that special gift, male or female, wherever you want. And the best place to go is I.W. Marks Jewelers. They have been serving this amazing city for over 40 years. Clint and I went out there and, and got to hang out with Brad Marks and the staff, General Manager Ray Golden, and listen, their staff is top-notch and their items are amazing as well. And not just amazing, you can get items up, up to 70% off right now, including uh, diamond earrings, exotic pearls, fine-time pieces, Anything that you want, and not just 70% off, 0% financing available on everything. So you can get out there right now and get that special gift for yourself or your loved one. The location, Bel Air and Stella Link. If you want to go online to find out more, go to IWMarks.com. For value, service, and trust, you just can't beat IWMarks. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, uh, as we are live here, th- th- this debate, th- this conversation we just had uh, is about to spill over right now as uh, uh, our boss Parker has jumped into it, uh, Tyler 2.0, our engineer Aaron has jumped into it. That's <laughs> just everywhere Tyler we go. Tyler 2.0. Oh, God, you'll see it Friday everywhere we go. Tyler, is that you? Where are no. we at Friday? No, I think we're in, uh, we're in Katy. Okay. Uh, we're in Katy, uh, so that'll be a, that'll be a good time. Uh, to come on out uh, and hang out with us, uh, but we saw one of the uh, right. This is one of the best. This is one of the best performances I've ever seen, I, and I'll say sports. Now, I know it was a regular season game, but just the individual performance last night. Luca with the Dallas Mavericks, they played the Knicks. He goes sixty points, mm. twenty-one rebounds, ten assists. The first time we've ever seen in NBA history a sixty twenty ten. Say it, say it again. 16-20-10. A triple-double. Ever like Magic, LeBron, uh, Harden, Wilt. who's done it. Wilt, 
Uh, we've never seen Oscar seen Robinson. That. Yeah, uh, none of them. Terry Porter, none of them. We've never seen. We've never seen Terry. How does <laughs> Terry, like how does Terry get in there? Shout out to Terry Porter, <laughs> I bro. Did, I shout out. Does anyone, did, you think Terry Porter has five triple doubles in his career? No. <laughs> <He probably did. laughs> no. Anyway, uh, it's short. It used to be extra short. But it was one of it, like I know you're you're a Mavericks guy. It was uh that was that was a special special performance last night uh, that that we don't see often from anybody and. Boy, you brought it up, man. For somebody who's not super athletic, Mm-mm. who who is who's not play above the rim, uh, his body is a lot. That's probably one of his biggest uh, his biggest criticisms is his body not being in the shape that it should be, the look that it should be. He shouldn't. He's not whatever. All of it. You he see, just, you see what he asked for after the game. He said, "I need a beer." <laughs> That's part of the reason why this body you talking yeah, about. He, hey, he's not you're not gonna scare him with a good time. No, he's not. No, he's you know, not. He's a, he but did. he still puts up buckets, man. Sixty yeah. twenty one and twenty, man. Wait, that that's that's insane, man. It's insane, and I I don't put it past him to having a performance like that again. That's that's just and it's so easy he, the way he does it. Too. He he does it in a methodical way. He can step back and get, he can get any shot he wants to get. I saw LeBron, LeBron talking about this on on the shop one day. Yeah. Talking about how that's his favorite player because he can get any shot he wants to get, and he's not doing it in hey I'm fashioning you I'm 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 gonna jump over you none of that stuff. he's just he plays with pace clearly he's Steve very was smart by him. yeah um, him and James Harden have a very very similar very very similar game um, but Luca man he he's he has a likable way of playing he's a likable guy. Um, and he's very, very talented, and he's going to be in the MVP conversation for years and years to come. He's 23 years old, bro. I'm glad you brought 23. up. I'm glad you brought up Harden. Yeah, uh, because like because you could see a, you could see a lot of a lot of different pieces of people's game in him. Overall, you could see that as he said, when he used to watch LeBron religiously, and LeBron was the player that he looked up to. You can see a lot of LeBron in him. Now, not the above the, the rim stuff or the defensive stuff, but you can see a lot of him and how he makes others better around him. Because the pieces that he has had around him should not equate to some of the success that he has had. So, because he doesn't have another superstar or star with him, in, in my opinion. Uh, and so you see a lot of LeBron in him. But maybe Harden is the closest thing to him and we and we think about peak harden and that's where i want to go to peak harden or and i'm not sure and, and our boss parker brought this up i'm not even sure if luca has reached his peak yet i don't think so as you said he's 23 you would imagine he'd get better and maybe maybe he starts to trade that beer for vodka which has less calories but uh <laughs> but <laughs> at some point here smart man but uh but I don't think he turns that down either, though. So. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, then so. he's mixing them both. And yeah. He's probably <laughs> drinking it with water. Anyway, but Harden's the same way. Harden's not an above-the-rim guy. Harden is a, a kind of a crafty player just yeah. like Luka is as well. So th- that may be the closest person. Peak James Harden. And, and here in Houston, that was right here. You remember peak James Harden when, when Charles Barkley was out there saying, that's the best offensive player I've ever seen. In the NBA. And he played against Michael Jordan, who won't talk to him. 
He played and he watched. He watched LeBron. He's watched Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But he said James Harden. You cannot stop him. He could do anything he wants. Is the best offensive player. That peak, James Harden, and the best we've seen thus far of Luca. Who would you take? Peak Harden, and you remember. I mean Harden. Harden, Harden didn't get 60, 21, and 10, but Harden's the first person to get a triple-double with 60 points. He just didn't have 21 rebounds like Luka did. But where are you going? Where are you going? Trailer Will and Frame text line, jump into, and don't let your hate. Can you be Can you be objective? I know Tyler can't, but don't let your hate for Harden come out. But who would you take, peak Harden or this this best of Luka we've seen thus far. Well, before I answer that, I'm going to give the, I'm going to give the the listeners credit because look at it. There could be some hate for Harden, but there also could be a little hate for Luka. for for Luka because he plays for the Mavericks. So I, I think that'll balance itself out, and people will be able to give an objective opinion on this. I look at it like this: you mentioned it. Their games are are eerily similar. They they the step back three, the fact that they're not athletic as athletic as some of the other. You know, superstar players throughout the league. One of them being great defenders, right? They play with pace. They can get whatever yep. shot they want to get. At, at his peak, that was Harden drawing contact, getting fouls, getting to the free throw line. Luca and him, they have identical games. The difference between the two is this: in the critical moments, in the biggest games, mm. I have no doubt in my mind what I'm going to get out of Luca. And what's that? In the critical moments and in the biggest games, I have no doubt what I'm going to get out of James Harden. One of them, I won't. The other one, I don't want. So give me Luka Doncic. Because in the big moments against the best teams, he's gonna, even if the team around him is not what it needs to be, he's going to give me 48. He's going to give me 50 points. He's not going to be afraid to shoot the ball late in the game. He's going to, he's going to go... He's going he's gonna to finish. He's going to finish ball games. Harden, if it's the regular season, maybe we can have a conversation. But when you're talking about picking a guy, that's to me the difference between those two guys. There was too many times in the big moments, in the, in the critical situations, that Harden wasn't the same guy that he had been the entire year long. I've seen Luka have to carry a team the entire regular season, get in the playoffs, and have to carry the team too. And people will say, like, you know, James Harden. I said it myself. James Harden be tired by the end of the year because he's been carrying the team all year long. By the time he gets to the playoffs, he ran out of gas. But I've seen Luka have to do the same thing and carry a team to the Western Conference Finals and play at a very high level against the eventual champions. So give me Luka. Give me Luca over Harden for that reason, because of the clutch factor, of you know the the, the ability to finish in the in the biggest moments. Um, he's not going to step away or shy away from any any moment. He he's just not that type of guy. And I've seen Harden do that too many times. I've seen Harden have big games in big games, but I've seen too many times in big games where he disappeared and he wasn't the same guy i haven't seen that out of luca from the trailer will and frame text line luca is clutch got it exactly i think that is it's crazy and the crazy part is i think we've not seen luca's prime yet you, you think there's more steps for him to take um but i think that is the big point man if you look at his shooting percentages his numbers maybe the scoring but if you look deeper into how efficient James Harden is when the playoffs come, mm-hmm. it drops. His shooting percentage overall drops. His three point percentage drops in the postseason. 
I don't think Luca Luca's Luca has appeared, and I don't have Luca's numbers postseason numbers in front of me, but just by the eye and watching Luca, it feels like Luca's game does much like what we've seen with Jordan and LeBron and KD and Steph. It does appear like his game takes steps forward. Uh, and, and Harden, even though if you look at the numbers and points and assists and stuff, may look similar, but the shooting percentage is dropping. And I don't think, and I, and I know some of you, I might bring up some bad memories. I, I'm with you. It's hard for me to envision Luka having a night like he had against the San Antonio Spurs in an elimination game. Right. It is hard for me to see Luka being a part of a squad that misses, it felt like, 35 straight threes in an elimination game. It is hard for me to see, boy, Luca get into a series where KD is out of it, and he can't he can't lead his team with a series lead against the Warriors past it. I, it or at least not that he can't lead his team, but the games he wouldn't be so absent or be such an issue with them losing. They might look, like I think one of the last playoff games that the last playoff series that they won I can remember is they almost lost to Chris Paul's Oklahoma City team in the bubble. And in that game seven they played, Jays was awful. <laughs> I mean, it was Eric Gordon had to bring him in. And he got a big block shot on, on the Dork kid. But he was horrible in that, in that game, and he had to be picked up by his teammates. So I think, that, I think they're really, really close. And two all-time players, and, and I think Luca will. But that, that clutch factor is something you can't deny. That, can't that, deny that, it, and that is there, and, and we've got a huge sample size. Yeah, with James, a huge, a huge sample size, no doubt. All right, Wade says these last three games have been nice, been nice for the Texans, but Sunday, Sunday against Jacksonville would be the true test. You don't want to miss why. That's coming up next on the draft. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio six ten presents. All right, we're back at it here. Uh, it, uh, as uh, We're getting you ready here. As, uh, the, the, the gates are opening. We're seeing people walking up here at NRG getting ready for uh, the, uh, the Tax Act Texas Bowl between Ole Miss and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, should be a really, really good one in here tonight, so make sure you stay tuned and check that one out. As, uh, as we get it going here, Sunday's a big one, right? Kinda. A big one, kinda. The reasoning why I think it's a big one and why you believe it's a big one, Wade, I think it's fair. Because you've said you think Sunday's game against Jacksonville will be the true test to kind of figure out what the Texans have really been over the last month. Right? The Texans have played really good football we've appeared over the last month. But you think Sunday is the true test to actually understanding what that means. Yeah, when you look at the performances that the Texans had against Dallas and what they did against the Kansas City Chiefs here at home, um, what they did against Tennessee, like the Dallas and Kansas City performances, you say, man, they played well enough to win those games. Yep. They fell short late. But those are two teams that going into those games, the lines were ridiculously high. Um, everybody expected a blowout. When, that, when, when you have games like that, people can argue – legitimately argued that, hey, maybe those teams were looking past the Houston Texans. Maybe they thought the Texans were just going to roll out there and, and lay down and it wasn't going to be 
much of a ball game. And so that's why the Texans were able to stay close with them. Then you play the Tennessee Titans, and Tennessee has been in a free fall for the past month and a half. They've lost five straight games. Quarterback, the starting quarterback's injured. The offense has a bunch of injuries around it. Tannehill hasn't played well this year. Um, you know, you got a rookie quarterback in there and Malik Willis, and he didn't play well in the game. So maybe that's why they won that game. I think against Jacksonville, Jacksonville is a team that is playing. They've been up and down, but they've on, on the, the last about five weeks, they've been playing at a, pretty, a very high level. Trevor Lawrence is looking like the guy that everybody thought and expected him to be coming into this league. He's willing and dealing. He's got Doug Peterson leading the way, calling the plays. Um, their offense looks potent and looks like what you thought it could be when they were putting those pieces together. Jacksonville has everything to play for. Yep. You know, they're tied for first place with Tennessee right now in the division. They're trying to get in the playoffs. So if the Texans were to come out there and play this team at this time and play well, I think you can draw some conclusions about where they are as a franchise, where they are as far as the progression they've made this year with Lovey Smith at the, at the helm. Maybe some of these things that they're trying to instill are taking root. Guys are improving. You're seeing guys that when the Texans do get good again, when they are competitive in the division and competitive throughout the league again, you're finding some pieces in that locker room that are playing that can be there at those times. And so I think this is the game that's kind of that test where you say, if they play the same way against the way they played against Dallas and Kansas City and, and Tennessee against Jacksonville, this game I think has more weight than those first those previous three did. I think that's I think that's really fair. Um, I don't. I, you just don't know. I think Kansas City took the Texans seriously. I, I think they were coming off of a game against Denver, who was really, really bad. I mean, we just saw Baker Mayfield carve them up. They fired their coach. They fired staff right after the game they played on on, on Sunday. So I, I think I think they're really bad. And I think they that was a wake up, and they tried. I think they took and focused that game, but. Still, as you said earlier, it can't be human nature when you are playing a one-win team and you are, uh, you know, 11 wins, you're on the road, you're playing in a stadium that feels like your home stadium, the, right. the amount of crowd there that was there, and you could feel like, all right, this will be an easy one. But this one, is, this one is real because Jacksonville wants this game, right? Even if, even if Jacksonville wasn't vying for a playoff spot, which is which – is, the most important thing for them. Right. I mean, they, they've lost to the Texans nine games in a row, and the Texans have been, let me call it honest, they've been dysfunctional over the last few years. Yes. They have had bad talent. There ain't no way they should be losing. Not to the – no way over the – no way the Texans should have a nine-game winning streak over anybody. And so they want this game in a in a big way. Uh, so, so this is a true – True test. T- uh, Trevor Lawrence is playing different than he did the first time. The first time he threw an awful pick for maybe the only play Derek Stingley has really made this year that we could kind of really see the interception he made against Jacksonville. He made a horrible decision there. He's playing in a different level. So this this would be something. I, I, I'll say this, Wade. I'm not going to say this is going to be something that's changing the way that I feel. Like I'm not going to say, oh, my God, I'll tell you what, if they beat Jacksonville, I don't know, man. Pep's looking different. Love East Philly. I'm not saying it's going to change anything for me, but I do think you have to acknowledge, okay, something's different. 
I, I think it can change the overall narrative of what Lovey Smith and the coaching staff has been able to do with this team, but also not change if there's a move that gets made in the offseason. Because there's going to be a way that is described what Lovey Smith and his coaching staff brought to the franchise while they were here, however long that ends up being. And if they finish off this season with you know a three-game winning streak and they're looking good, you're going to look back at it and say, you know what, they started off slow, but towards the end, you know, Lovey Smith started getting those guys playing well together. They yep. went to a two-quarterback system, and we saw all this. What this game reminds me of is last week when Carolina played Detroit. Mm. Detroit needed a win, needed, right? Yeah, yeah. Carolina had been winning some games here and there, but people weren't sure if they were for real or not. But Carolina went out there and just absolutely dominated a team that needed to win in the worst way. Now, Carolina's actually playing for – now they are. They're actually playing for a playoff spot because – Oh, yeah, because Because the, uh, Tampa Bay – Tampa is only a game ahead of them, and I think they play Tampa. But still, people really weren't giving Carolina like, yeah. you know, hey, you know, Carolina's really got a shot at this. Carolina came out and dominated a game, and people are like, okay, Steve Wilkes, he might, he might stay here and be the, co- the coach next year for the performance he's been able to do since he's taken over um, as the interim head coach. I think Lovey Smith, we're not, we're not pontificating forward saying that he's going to be here next year, but you can start to say to yourself what he's been able to do is taking root with some of the young guys in the franchise and guys are starting to step up you're finding some diamonds in the rough you're finding some young guys that are playing well you know what you thought with Jalen Petrie is coming to fruition you're seeing him consistently making plays within this defense things they talked about going into the year them them identified in Petrie say he's our guy starting at safety from the jump there's things that you can identify and kind of look back on and say you know what you know, Lovey Smith did some good things here with this with this this franchise, even if it doesn't change any move that gets made in offseason. And I and I'm seeing this on the trailer wool and frame text line as people are uh, are are jumping in here. Uh, leave it to the Texans to win either of these last two games and lose the number one overall pick. Like that's that's the concern and the nerves of people because yeah, it's a the valid pay- concern. I get it. I get it. It's a valid concern. But, but the guys in the locker room ain't, ain't they ain't tripping off of that. They're worried about. No, I, I just the for, game. for me, I will just it's just something to acknowledge of. Hey, th- there is something real to it because for me, and I know I've said, I said, man, there's a couple of games around Thanksgiving, like that first half against the Dolphins when it's yeah. thirty to nothing. It was bad, and you're like, like I don't know if Lovey's gonna make it on the plane. And then, like, he had some odd moments with the – I'll just I'll be kind and say odd moments in the press after some of these games. He has made some, in my opinion, delusional statements of, hey, man, we were right in it, man. All I know is in the fourth quarter against the Dolphins, we, we had a chance to win the game. So, what? Like, they you said that? Yes. They set Tua, they set Tua and, uh, and, and Tyreek Hill in the damn third quarter. Like, what are you talking about? And then pressed on it, hey, all I know is – when the press on, well, you know they set Tua in the middle of the third quarter. All I know is the team that the Miami Dolphins put out there, <laughs> we had a shot at 30-15 to 15 in the second half. Is that part of it a determining factor for you, how you, how you answer questions with the media? Is, is you being a media member, does that part matter? Because, uh, like, even the whole idea of him creating this, this idea of, hey, we want to win more games – 
in the division. We want to have the best record in the division. Uh, That's something that you create for the guys in the locker room because you have, really, you, uh, have to, you, you have to you have to figure really, out. Oh, you you got to tell me this. Is that really good? Because to me, this was my thing on the the three and one. We got we got a chance to, like he said, we got a chance to go into the division. Boy, it's it big. For me, I'm just like, man, you ain't got a lot of grown-ass men. Like, I, I do believe the guys in there are playing hard. And you'll tell me if I'm wrong. You played 12 years in the league, so I may be. I believe the guys are playing hard. But to me, I think they're playing hard because the real stuff that you can be honest about of, hey, man, we got to put good stuff on tape. There are other people around the league who are watching. If we want to continue our, having a job in this league, we got to put good Mario Addison. We got I got to put good film on tape if I want to keep having a job in this league. Not the fact of, hey man, <laughs> if we can go three and one, if we can beat Jacksonville and the Colts in the final two games, I know, I know we're sitting here at two and twelve right now, but. Boy, that'll be huge for us. That's why I'm strapping it up to play so hard so we can get three wins and a tie in the division. I don't think that Mario Addison is in there thinking, this is why I got to get it going. I don't think Jordan Akins is in there thinking, this is why I got to get it going. But I do believe he can come to the podium and say, hey, let's just be honest. Hey, it's not a great season right now, but these guys have pride, and there are a lot of people who are watching a lot of things. And that's to me, not that. Hey, <laughs> let us beat Jacksonville. <laughs> we gotta go three, one, and one. I think it all plays into it. I think I think here, the points man. that you're making as far as guys playing because the iron sky don't lie, and if you don't play well and, and, and you're getting beat, then you're not going to get an opportunity elsewhere. Those definitely play a factor. Supporting your family over some mythical three one and one is is a a bigger thing. But that thing is not detracting from it's 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 not causing anything to me. If you have a coach that's saying things that's causing the team to function at a worse level, those are reasons to hold those things against the coach. I don't think that thing is going to cause them to. It's just like people playing in bowl games that quote unquote don't matter. Right? No, they do matter. They matter because it's an opportunity for you to go out there to play. You want to win your last game. You, look, look about how the guys acted and felt after the game. They're 2-12 and 1. Yeah, you got it. Did you see how they was acting after that game? Yeah, they needed a W, and I think that was that's, real. That's, they, a, that's a real they're thing. They're working really hard. And they so it's something. like, hey, now we got to keep this ball rolling. We got that feeling, but hey, we, we got this is another team in our division. We're going to see them twice a year. Let's go out and beat them. We don't like them. All those mythical things of – and I say mythical, these are things that teams create to, in order to get guys to, to give that little extra to get you over the hump. The difference between winning and losing is not very much in this sport. And so whatever you can do to convince a guy to buy in wholeheartedly and watch that little bit of extra film and lift that extra weight, whatever it is, if it's not hurting anything, I don't have a problem with it. It might sound kind of cliche or corny from somebody from the outside looking in but in in the locker room you don't know how it might affect somebody that that one person that makes a play that otherwise they might not have made a play and that's that's what that's where that's what coach speak come from that's where it comes from because they wouldn't do it if it had no effect if it had no effect if they weren't selling people dreams and getting them convincing them to believe in something that otherwise people on the outside looking in wouldn't believe that they could do then they wouldn't do it because the coaches are going to do what they feel like works period all right, so, we're, we're, yeah. we're live here. Uh, I, 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 that was a good explanation. 
We're live here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, RG. No, the, no, the, the no, things that he you. says in the media, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that matters. I just listen. He he protects his players in the media. That's what you're supposed to do, right? I, I have a problem with that. I just like, come on, man. He takes a lot. He takes a lot of flack for that, though. Yeah, he takes a lot of flack for that. So I just think those are things. Those are things that, to me, are inconsequential in the actual locker room and meeting room, and that's the part that matters. Live here, we'll get you ready for the Tax Act Texas Bowl between Ole Miss uh, and uh, at Texas Tech at Old SEC Big Twelve rivalry going on right now, and a lot of quarterback news and movement in the NFL. We got to let you know. By the way, Kansas is up seven three. Out there is uh, look at him. We got a hundred dollars. Rock top on the line here, baby. Come on, man. Here we go. All right, all of that coming up next on the drive. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.